You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. You think you're swamped at work? They're facing too many challenges? Huh. Well, our special guest today faces a much more different and far more dangerous definition of being swamped. That's because for 18 years, he's wrangled alligators, venomous snakes, and other not-so-nice critters deep in the Everglades' Big Cypress Swamp in South Florida. That's right. We're talking jaw-crushing alligators. Now, years ago, I lived in South Florida, and I took one of those airboat rides in the Everglades and came face-to-face with alligators. I was happy to be in the boat. Now, but every day, our special guest goes nose-to-nose with these mean critters, And he now is the star of a new must-see show on National Geographic. It is aptly called Swamp Men. Please give pause and applause to one tough guy, Ed Woods. Welcome to the show, Ed. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be on your show. I'm happy you're on land. You got all your fingers? I I got all my fingers and toes. Everything is accounted for. Awesome. Well, we're going to talk gators. We're going to get the lowdown on a place called Alligator Alcatraz and explain what the heck a nuisance gator is right after we take this commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com, hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Ed Woods. Now, his last name is Woods, but his job takes him deep into the swamps in the Florida Everglades. Ed is the former director of Billy Swamp Safari. It's a park owned by the Seminole Tribe of Florida. He is also the host of an amazing Keep You on the Edge of Your Seats show on National Geographic, 
called Swamp Men. It airs Monday nights at 10 o'clock. That's Eastern and Pacific. Now, I saw a few clips on my high-definition TV Ed, and I got to tell you, my otherwise brave big dog, Chipper, saw those gators, and all of a sudden she ducked behind my legs. I mean, you really don't have a boring job. Well, uh, you can say it's not boring. Um, Any time there's a lot of danger around, um, it definitely is not boring. No, no. I mean, you have been doing this now. I was checking out your bio. You know, you had to grow up pretty fast. Your mom passed away when you were like, what? 10 and your father passed away and you joined the Marines. I mean, wow, you really did yeah, have to grow up fast. We, I, I kind of grew up fast. Uh, I guess I kind of had to. I had the perfect Christian country home out in the green swamp growing up. And, uh, of course, my parents were a lot uh, older probably than normal parents. And, um, and it's, it's just one of the things that happens. And uh, so, yeah, I had to grow up quick. And what the heck is a Christian country home? I don't know what that means. What do you mean? Describe it. We grew up in the woods, uh, way uh-huh. out in the green swamp. And, uh, of course, my folks were Christian. And um, mm-hmm. and I, that's probably one of the reasons why I like to tell people I love Christmas the most. But uh, I can remember, you know, we had all the horses and cows and chickens and pigs and we grew our own gardens, and uh, I guess we grew up organic and didn't even realize it. Then. <laughs> you were so cool ahead of the gang, you know? We were eating organic, and I, I guess people pay big money to do that nowadays, but I, back then we were poor, and um, I think it was more out of necessity than it was um, organic uh, living. That's a good point. I mean, and you, there was an army of you guys. You were like one of five? Yeah, yeah, I've got... Um, uh, four other brothers and sisters, and um, we all uh, grew up the same way. My my family, my brothers and sisters, they they know the animals a lot like I do. All right. Well, you are definitely a Dr. Doolittle that puts a capital D for danger. I mean, you could be sitting here just being one of these touristas going on one of those airboat rides, but you've been doing that. So I wanted to ask you, how in the heck did you get into being a swamp man? Well, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, that's who I am. Uh, that's uh, how I live my life. And uh, we've done stuff with Jack Hanna and Discovery Kids and a lot of other different TV programs. Right. And there's a um, production company called Spectrum Production. And the owner of that, his name is Guy. And, uh, and he does a lot of filming for these big TV programs and everything. And he came in one day and said... Um, y'all should have your own TV show. And so he made a little pilot show of us doing our daily duties, and um, he submitted it to a couple of different networks, and uh, Nat Geo Wild uh, picked it up, and uh, and that's where you'll see Swampman on Nat Geo Wild Swampman. That is so good. They can also go to Swampman.com. I think it's pretty amazing. Isn't that cool? You got your break in Hollywood in the middle of the swamp. <laughs> You didn't have to hound agents. You didn't have to go on Rodale Drive. You're deep in the Everglades. Who would have thunk? Yeah, I I think it's kind of funny. That's my life, and uh, people want to see what I do. And uh, I'm thinking, man. Anyway, I, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster ride, that's for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the camera guy or gal. I mean, they don't know what you guys know about alligators. Did you lose any camera crew yet? 
I tell you what, those men and women, uh, there's a couple of them out there. There's one guy named Randy. I like to call him Biff because he looks like a Biff. There's another guy named Matt <laughs> Williams. Those guys, they get right there in the danger zone right there with us. And uh, horse, uh, guy, all of them, they get right there with us. And um, sometimes we have to get them out of the way or tell them run or move or, or all that because they have their HD cameras, I guess you call them. They're right there alongside of us, and uh, they're definitely brave. I've got to give them that, especially for um, something that can take your leg or arm or your life. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of that, now, for people that love to go to Florida, there's a lot of, that's a big tourist stop, obviously. I used to live in Lantana and Lake Worth. I was a newspaper reporter for the Sun Sentinel years ago, and so... All my friends and relatives would come down to Florida when everybody was freezing, and we would go, and I have taken a few of those airboat rides that you do. And I got to tell you, sometimes the two-leggers, we can mess things up, can't we? So that's why I want to, hopefully you can explain, what the heck is that special breed called a nuisance gator? <laughs> well, you know, uh, people, you know, what you're talking about, I, people say, aren't you scared out there in the woods and in the swamp? Well, the truth is, is the uh, uh, when I go into the cities and things like that, I, I, I think people should be more afraid in the cities. The urban jungle is, is, uh, is I think, where most of the danger is. But uh, nuisance alligators. Uh, normally what happens is you have folks that, that come in and not knowing, or maybe they do know, but they'll feed the alligators and... It doesn't take very long for an alligator because their brain isn't that big. Even on the big guys, they're about the size of a marble, maybe a little bigger. But um, they associate uh, food with people. And once an alligator does that, then they become a nuisance. And then the next thing you know, the small dog is getting eaten by the child, or even full-grown adults if the alligator gets hungry enough and, and it's big enough. So um, that's how nuisance gators are created. People feed them maybe playing and having fun, or maybe thinking they're helping the alligator. But as soon as that alligator realizes people is associated with food, then he becomes a nuisance uh, animal. You know, it is kind of dumb. We're supposed to have a brain bigger than the size of a marble, and you know feeding will do that. So do you ever wish you could wave a wand over us two-leggers and say, come on, guys, you're making my job a little harder? Yeah, we're we're supposed to have the bigger brain, and when you talk brain size, uh, size does matter. But uh, I guess some people it doesn't register. But you know, don't feed the alligators. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> something that's got eighty teeth that can rip your arm off. Don't feed it. Leave it alone. Yeah, I think I'd like to keep both of my arms if I could. It's a common question, but maybe you can help us out. What the heck is the difference between the gator and the crocodile? I mean, neither one of them I, I really want to come face-to-face with. Well, you know, um, there's there's a couple of differences. Um, alligator snouts are more narrow and longer. Or excuse me, crocodiles. Crocodile snouts, their nose is more narrow and longer. Because they're reptiles, they don't have sex chromosomes. So really? Yeah, so what determines uh, whether they're male or female the temperature of incubation of their eggs. And like for an alligator, I believe it's 82 to 86 degrees in temperatures are females. And from uh, like 91 degrees uh, to 93 degrees are males. And anything in between that 
between 86 and 90, I believe, is, uh, you know, it's half and half, half male, half female. But uh, so the, the lower temperatures are, are females, the higher temperatures are males. So for crocodiles, it's the opposite. So really? the lower temperatures are males, and the higher temperatures are females during the incubation of their eggs while it's in the nest. So those are like some of the differences. And um, Which one's more dangerous, would you think? Well, uh, they both have those massive jaws, and they both have them teeth, and they, they both can take your life. Uh, I, I believe crocodiles might be a little bit more aggressive, and uh, they account for more human fatalities than uh, the alligator does around the world. The crocodile's more dangerous? Yeah, I'd okay. say they're a little bit more uh, uh, dangerous than an alligator. I'd rather okay. handle an alligator any day of the week, more so than any crocodile known. Okay, and I won't even make a sex joke about the gator or the crocodile because you said they got 80 teeth. They may not have a sense of humor, right? No, they're both the croc and the alligator, both an animal that don't know how to bluff or laugh. So I could play poker with them, couldn't I? Yeah, they don't know how to bluff, so you could probably beat them every time in poker. Yeah, but I can just see me winning a big pot and them getting on me and taking off my arm as a way of retribution. We've had people lose fingers things like that and get bit, bit real bad end up in the hospital i had a dead one put me in the hospital for 10 days oh my gosh you got hurt by a dead alligator how'd you do that i was walking through the swamp barefooted and there was a dead alligator i don't know why it was dead but it, the thing was pretty much a rotten but underwater mm-hmm. i was probably about waist deep but i stepped on this thing and uh the next day my whole leg swelled up and, uh, oh my gosh yeah it put me in the hospital for 10 days how long ago was this, Ed? Oh, shoot. This is probably about, I don't know, 15, 18 years ago. Do you still go barefoot? <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of times I will. Uh, most time I wear my uh, my combat boots, but uh, sometimes I do. You like that muck between your toes or what? <laughs> you can feel the alligators a lot better, especially if you brush up against one or uh, <laughs> one bumps into you. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do right now after this show, everybody. I'm going to get barefoot and go out with Ed Woods in the swamp. We're going to be tickling the gators. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing for sure, if you ever, if that ever happens to you, the first thing you do, it's a lot like bees. The first thing you do is freeze. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll go on by. If you step on them and keep moving, they're going to bite. Oh, good to know. Well, I got to tell you, my producer, Mark Winter, just uh, typed me a little funny pun. Instead of going barefoot or combat boots, he's suggesting you should wear Crocs. (laughs) What do you think? Yeah, Yeah, Crocs would work. (laughs) I never thought about that. That's a good one. Now, see, you never thought you were going to talk about poker playing with gators or wearing Crocs while you're in the swamp, did you, on this show? No, we never never thought of that. We have Croc blocks and things like that, but I never thought about wearing Crocs to shoes, you know. Well, there you go. I may have just got you to be the new spokesman for Crocs. Who knows? Remember, it all happened here on the Old Behave Show. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, we're listening and talking to an amazing guy by the name of Ed Woods. He is the star host of the new show you got to go see on National Geographic Wild. It's called Swamp Men. And we're going to learn more about gators and Ed right after we pay for this show. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. 
Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from PetLifeRadio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. You have to listen to Arden Moore on Oh Behave on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Oh Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time talking to Ed Woods. He knows everything about gators and all those critters that hang out in the swamps in South Florida and the Everglades. He is also on the new show. you got to check out Swamp Men. You can go to swampmen.com. And what's another way they can check out how to find out where it's playing and everything, Ed? Swampmen.com or go to Nat Geo Wild. And uh, look us up, and uh, they'll have a lot of information there uh, about what we do. And uh, this is our second season that just started. Uh, our first season aired uh, in May. And uh, so this is like our second season, and um, they are pretty exciting. Uh, I can't believe some of the footage that they got. And uh, like I said, those cameramen and women are uh, fearless sometimes. Well, there was a, an expression I saw, you know, the nice thing about going to Swamp Men, you can see some little video clips just to whet your appetite, and pardon about the pun about whetting your appetite, because I wouldn't want to drink swamp water. But the thing about, got to help people understand, what is alligator Alcatraz? Well, Alcatraz is a five to six acre uh, area that we take the biggest and baddest alligators in, inside Billy Swamp and throughout Big Cypress. Uh, we catch these big, nasty, nuisance gators that are definitely a threat to humans, and uh, we'll catch them up, and uh, we put them inside this pristine area. And uh, no longer do they ever have to worry about going to hunt for their food because it's a five, six-acre habitat area that's perfect, prime alligator habitat. And, of course, they get fed, and, um, and they're also caged in. They're in lockdown uh, where they're not a threat to humans anymore. And, uh, of course, Florida law says anything over four foot, and I believe that's your law, anything over four foot, nuisance alligator has to be destroyed. And um, so if it wasn't for Alcatraz, the gators in those areas would be destroyed. And that's because of the Seminoles, right, the tribe? That's right. The Seminole tribe, uh, they make their own rules and their own laws, and uh, so which I was really happy with. So that gave, uh, gave us a chance to go catch these 10, 12-foot alligators that could eat somebody very easily and and want to, and we can go out and we catch these guys up and uh, lock them down in Alcatraz where they'll live happily ever after. Now, do they have little keys or cards to get in and out? No, they don't. How do you keep them in that area? I mean, do you tell them, like, sit, stay, good gator, good gator? It's no. A, uh, it's a fenced-off area where they can't uh-huh. get out, and uh, you can't even hardly see the fenced area, but... Uh, but it's it's a pretty big area, and with a good food source, because they get fed, they're not going to want to leave anyway. I don't know. If I was a gator, even though my brain's the size of a marble, I think I would sort of want to be a nuisance gator so I can go to, that's like gator heaven, it sounds like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, let me think about it. i got to catch my own food, 
or I'll just go like throw some raspberries and scare some tourists and I get caught and put into the, uh, I'll, I'll give a fake little fight to Ed and his guys and, oh my gosh, I'm in Gator Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Gator heaven because they sure don't have to um, fend for their food anymore. Yeah. So they'll just get big and lazy and um, and live happily ever after. It's better than the uh, Florida law and the outcome what that would be. Oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for them to ask you to get in a high-def TV so they can see their cousins on your show, Swampman. You know, they might be starting to issue demands. Yeah, they might. Now, years ago when I lived in Florida, I don't know if you knew this, there was a, in Lantana, Florida, there used to be this bar. Now, we're not going to talk about my drinking, Ed, but Uh-oh. they had gator races. Do people still do that? And that's probably a bozo no-no, but I remember... We were betting on gators to run down these wooden chutes in the bar. Yeah. The little baby alligators. We're not talking 12-footers. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know if they still have gator races or not. Now I know that's really not a good thing. I mean, I was dumb and young, you know, but I was, like, amazed. And just, they're so cute when they're little. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're absolutely, I think um, uh, most baby things are cute when they're, when they're little. But uh, once again, though, they can... Even when they're small, if they learn real quick to associate food with humans. Right. And, uh, it's an alligator that has to be kept in captivity its whole life. Or be caught out during the wild and being a nuisance gator, it gets destroyed. Now, one of your segments, you had the baby alligators that you all, I think there was 11 of them, that you were caring for for about a year, your team. And mm-hmm. it was an episode where you were trying to release them into the wild and right. what what happened? Well, those baby gators came from a big bull gator's pen that we call Trump. He's about a 12-and-a-half-foot alligator that probably weighs about five 600 pounds. And there was a female in there, and she laid a nest, and the babies hatched. And so we had to go inside this Trump's enclosure to get these babies. And, of course, he didn't like it, neither did Mama Gator. But we gathered them up because if we didn't, Trump would have ate every one of them. And we gathered them up, and we kept them for about a year. Well, it came time to release them, and Shay and Matt and Lawrence, they went out to go release them, and they picked out a, a nice area. And as soon as they released them, other alligators came over uh, that were in the wild real quick to start munching down on the, uh, you know, 12-inch uh, <sighs> babies. 12-inch. Why do they want to eat their own? I mean, seriously, what's going on? What? Why do gators eat their own? Everything likes to eat baby gators. Uh, bass, there are a lot of different fish, uh, birds, other alligators. And the only thing that won't eat a baby alligator is mama. And wow. Mama won't eat her own. But um, but as soon as they turned them loose, uh, the other, you know, like four-foot alligators and everything that they didn't see came out of nowhere and wanted to start chomping down on them. And uh, I, I think they got one of the babies, so it didn't take uh, Shay, Matt, or Lawrence very long. They decided to jump back in the water and snatch up these little babies, and um, and they moved them to another location. Well, I saw that. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they're getting in the water with hungry gators. Now, you said you don't move fast, right? Right. Okay. Right. You make yourself boring as possible? I mean, what's the deal uh, with gators? If you brush up against one, you need to freeze, um, don't move, because you probably get bit if you like try to. Oh no! Oh no! I'm on an alligator, mm-hmm. then you uh, decide to like try to get out of the area. That's probably a good way to get bit. Just freeze, 
um, the gator probably do right old by, especially if he's in the water. Now, um, obviously, if you're on top of the water, I mean, we, we, that's how we catch them. We'll be chest deep in water, and uh, we'll see them looking at a line of eye, some of the bigger gators, and uh, we'll catch them that way. We'll get a rope around them and, and uh, bring them in. When you're catching them, it seems like you would think like the big 12-footers would be sometimes harder, but from what I was seeing on Swampman.com, some of these uh, juvenile or like four or five foot ones, kind of like the speed demons of gators, why are they a little bit sometimes more challenging to grab? I'll tell you what, the uh, five and six foot alligators, um, the truth is is I'd really catch a 12, 13 foot alligator. I'd really catch them all day long. Of course, obviously they have one bite and you could lose an arm or leg or whatever. But those uh, five and six footers, four footers, seven footers, four to seven foot, they are so fast. And of course, they have the bite too to take a hand off or something like that. Wow. um, So they have the strength, the bite power to do a lot of damage and then then add lightning fast on top of it. And there you go. You got a perfect storm to uh, get hurt real bad. You must like gators, though, too. I mean, there's a reason there's all kinds of critters on this planet. So if you could be the public relations guru for gators, what would you say that you like best about them? I like them because they were here when the dinosaurs were here. And um, and they survived just by pure instinct. And um, they, without them... You know, if you took all the alligators out of the Florida Everglades, you'd have a whole ecosystem that would just perish. And um, they're like the life link to the Florida Everglades. And, um, uh, of course, some of all God's creatures, no matter how big or small or how ugly or mean, and uh, they're all unique in everything, all of God's creatures. They Everything works hand-in-hand, hand and uh, one works with the other. And um, And to me... For, the, for all the creatures, they are what put the beauty into the land. And um, But alligators, if you wipe them out in the Everglades, they're the ones during the dry seasons, uh, like right now. They wall out gator holes so they can stay in water and you know have something to swim in. And, of course, when all the water dries up, the gator holes still have water. And, of course, the other animals come up and drink out of them gator holes. Of course, uh, it's also perfect choice for alligators to choose what they want to eat and uh but at the same time they're also keeping all the animals uh supplied with water so take out the alligators and if they were no more um the gator holes wouldn't be there and the animals wouldn't have water during dry season well that's a really good point now the other question there's a myth or fact I have been told, like, you know, I've I've done the Loxahatchee Trail and all these other things, and sometimes you'll see gators up on levees, and they're just kind of sunning themselves. And someone said if you come across a gator face-to-face on land, you're supposed to run in a zigzag. True or false, Ed? Um, I, you know, I've heard that. Um, most of the time, an alligator, if he starts to run, um, he's going to run to go straight to the water. He's going to go from point A to point B, a straight line. And and they're pretty quick. I mean, they're really fast. But um, I've never seen an alligator run after a human to bite them. I've seen alligators run from the bank into the water um, to, to get away from humans. 
but I've never ever we've never had one run after us. Um, okay. We've had them lunge at us, turn on us to because we're beside them to try to bite us and uh, uh, jump at us, jump up in the air. But I've never seen one an alligator ever chase anybody. Well, good. I, I, I were in their water habitat and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, never on land. Oh, good. I'm glad to know that. I'm just like... with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of gators. Wow. Wow. Well, what kind of... When they're not eating their own young, what, you know, what's a a gator delicacy? What do they really love? Normally, they'll eat something that they can swallow. Okay. You know, like if you've got an eight-foot alligator, obviously an eight-foot alligator can't swallow a human. Unless it's really, 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 really hungry. Okay. Will it go after a human? Well, a lot of times, uh, if you're neck deep in the lake and you're out there swimming and the eight, ten-foot alligator attacks, you notice a lot of the, those attacks that occur uh, is on the upper part of the body of the human, their head or shoulder or whatever, because that's all the gator can see, and that's all the size they think that meal is. Oh. When they grab hold of the human and the human starts fighting, the alligator realizes it's a lot bigger, and they'll let go. But um, you well, see if they get my head, I don't know, Ed. I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> I think I'm dead, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it happens, and, and yeah. you know um, that alligators will generally eat what they can swallow or go after what they can swallow. Generally, you know, baby alligators like to eat uh, minnows and insects and things like that. When they get bigger, they start going after bigger fish or possums or or snakes and you know things like that, and then uh, of course as they get bigger, now they're looking at deer and hogs and and um, you know and things like that. Dogs, if uh, they're around, dogs aren't immune. Even if it's not a nuisance alligator, dogs are still fair game. Now, do you have any regular pets like dogs or cats or anything, Ed? I have right this time right now. I don't have any pets, and I've had I was responsible for about sixteen hundred animals down there. I'll be headed to Alaska in different areas uh, of the country and maybe different parts of the world. And uh, so right now, I, uh, I don't have any animals. But if I did have any animals, it would be chickens. Chickens? We're talking yeah. to Ed Woods. He's the host of the show, Swamp Men. Chickens. What up yeah. with chickens, Ed? Um, chickens? Um, I've I got so much to tell you about chickens. They're the <laughs> only animal on, on God's earth that gives back to you every day. It ain't a one-time thing where you grow them up and then you uh, you eat them, you know. They'll give you eggs every day and um, things like that. And uh, usually a hen is good for about six, seven years. And then after that, um, when she quits laying eggs, then you eat them. Okay. <laughs> um, but they, they give a gift every day. And, um, you know, it's, it's just one of the things. Chickens, I think, is... Uh, is the best pet. Not only that, most food tastes like chicken anyway. That's right. Except gator tastes a little greasy, right? Yeah, gator gator has its own taste. Kind of tastes a little bit like frog legs, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Is there anything else you have to add before we say goodbye? I've really enjoyed. I want people to dash over to swampmen.com. Got to go see the show Swamp Men. It airs every Monday on the National. Is it National Geographic Wild? Is that correct? Yep, the Nat Geo Wild Channel, and uh, 10 o'clock on Mondays, and they show different times during the week and things like that. 
And um, don't check out Swamp Men. We are doing what we do every day in life, and um, and they got it on camera. And uh, we deal with all, all kinds of critters and things like that. Well, we life. definitely would like to have you back on, Ed, because this show is too short to really get into all the things that you do, but I've had a great time, and I'm still dry. I, I don't even smell like a swamp, so I think that's a success, right? I, I think so. Of course, um, uh, you know, for us men, the more uh, swampy or, or animal <laughs> smell that you smell like, the more manly you smell, so the women really like that. Oh, you could now, you know what, Ed? We've already got you hooked up with Crocs. I think we got to have Swamp Men Cologne. There you go. There's your next venture. My favorite is musk of wild boar. <laughs> I'm so glad this is a radio show and I don't have to scratch and sniff and then smell that. Oh, my gosh. We could get in serious trouble, Ed, if we stayed on this much longer, but I better behave. The show's called Oh Behave, after all. And okay. I'm really delighted you have been on the show. We're talking to Ed Woods. He is the host of Swamp Man on National Geographic Wild. you got to check it out, guys. He knows what he's doing when it comes to gators and other critters in the swamp. And he loves chickens. So the guy's cool. So I also wanted at this time to uh, thank my cool producer, Mark Winter. He makes this show happen each and every week. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there, including you nuisance gators. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.